Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm your host, Jessica Sheehy, and today we are doing a re-air of day four of the Social Boss Sprint. Now, this was a free five-day challenge that we ran a few weeks ago, and the response was absolutely amazing, and the content was even better. So I just had to include this content on the podcast for you all to listen to week by week and to binge once all of the five days have aired. So today, we're going to re-air day four, how to manage client accounts. Before you work with clients, you need to have your systems in order. This will help you know exactly what you will do for the client, how you'll manage the project and their expectations, and how you'll deliver great results for them. Now for the re-air of the Social Boss Sprint. But yesterday, if you were here live yesterday or you watched the replay, you can watch all of the replays, including this one on our all access page. I'll drop a link to that in the chat once we jump off. Um, And I have a few other like housekeeping things to share that I'll do at the very end. So yesterday we covered that your portfolio will be the best tool that you have in your tool belt. It showcases your work, your experience, and it helps potential clients know that they want to hire you. So if you haven't watched that training, definitely go back on the All Access page and watch that. We are having some technical issues with the template for the portfolio. So there will be an update to our All Access page today where I'm going to put a brand new link to that template in Canva underneath the video for day three on portfolio building. So that way we can avoid any future tech issues with that. And we'll hope that we don't have any more tech issues as we go throughout the five days of the challenge. So as a social media manager, no matter when you've started your business or how long you've been in business, you need to have your systems in order. This will help you know exactly what you will do for the clients you're working with, how you'll manage the project and their expectations. So that's what they're expecting from the project. Now, the thing I want to mention when I talk about managing client expectations is not making sure that we are going above and beyond to deliver an exceptional client service or experience that we're we're throwing our profitability out the door. We're throwing our sanity out the door. We're throwing all of those things out the door because I can guarantee all of those feelings are not they're not reasons why you started this business in the first place. So we want to avoid that when it comes to our social media management business. So like I mentioned at the very start, there are four key social media manager processes. There's lead acquisition. This is how potential clients who want to work with you or hear about you, this is the very start of the relationship, right? They're not a client yet. They haven't paid an invoice. You haven't even had a discovery call with them yet. Um, You haven't done anything. This is lead acquisition. This is how you take someone who shows interest or has shown interest in working with you and how you walk them through that process to get them to signed paying client. And don't worry, we're going to go into all of these in much further detail in the next few slides. So don't feel that I'm just 
breezing over them, we're doing a quick overview. The second process, and the one that I feel is the most important process, we actually just talked about this on our Tuesday night mentorship call, where I truly believe that onboarding is the most important process that we can have as a social media manager because it sets the tone for the project. It's how we can make sure that we're taking control of the project. We're walking the client through our steps, not their steps, through our steps and our process to make sure that we have everything that we need from them, that we can start the project and we can start doing X, Y, Z, whatever it is that they hired us for. And it's how we set boundaries, which is so, so important. So we're going to go into that as well when we cover onboarding. The third social media manager process that you need is just monthly maintenance. It's how you're working with that client every single month to maintain a great client service provider relationship partnership, whatever you want to call it. It's how we keep the client happy. Depending on if you have clients on a month-to-month basis, or if you have clients on a three-month contract or a six-month contract or a 12-month contract, depending on how you enter into that relationship. And the way you'll know that you have that is you have a contract in place that says, okay, you agree for these services and for this price for three months, six months, 12 months. But it's how you can go from month to month and make sure that you are staying on time with creating the content and also keeps the client, um, keeps them on board with sending you content or sending you things that you need to do the project. I know we've had a lot of like questions pop up throughout the this challenge of, well, do I need to take the content for my clients? Can they send me content? How can we set that up? You can do both ways, but whatever way is the way you'll work with that client to manage their social media, that's what we want to set up a process for. So it's seamless every single month. So you can always get things done. The fourth process is offboarding. Now, I know you're probably thinking like, oh, you know, the client left me. They don't want to work with me anymore. I'm just, I'm done. I'm just going to log out of their accounts. Um, I'm just going to kind of like close that section in my project management tool. However, you keep track of things, it's done. No, no, no. We have a few things that we need to do in the offboarding process to make sure that we know what we can do to improve our client experience moving forward, which is going to make us more efficient. It's going to make us more profitable. It's going to make our business so much better. And it's a place that we can ask for referrals and testimonials. So two really important things to us as service providers, right? The best form of marketing is referral or word of mouth marketing. I know we're all social media marketers. You probably thought I'd say social media, but it's referrals. It's relationships that you build. I can't tell you guys enough how many referrals come from old clients, clients that we're no longer working with. And projects end for a number of different reasons. Maybe the project just didn't work out because the client didn't work out. They weren't the best fit for working with you. They wanted super specific things and they weren't flexible and they didn't compromise and they just weren't a good partner. So it doesn't work out. Maybe their business has changed. Maybe they've pivoted into what they're going to do and they no longer need to market on social media. Maybe their budget has changed and they can no longer afford our services, which unfortunately happens. But in some businesses, that's definitely something to consider. So many different reasons why someone would offboard. But to have a really good offboarding process can make sure that 
you can increase and improve your other three processes that's at the top of this list to get better at being a social media manager and working with clients and all of that. And of course, asking for testimonials, if you've, especially if you've never asked the client for one before and for asking for referrals, which is um, always important as well. So I know we're going to dive through a lot of stuff in these next few slides about each process that a social media manager needs. Feel free to screenshot this, um, take a picture with it, whatever you need to keep it. Keep in mind, you can also watch um, the replay on the All Access page to come back to it at a later time if you want to. Um, and if any questions pop up as we're going through these live, feel free to ask them in the chat. I'll take breaks as I can to see um, any questions that pop up. And of course, the questions can be anything. As I've been open all week in the challenge, you can ask anything and everything, um, and I can share any advice that I I have or lead you in the right direction for what you need to do. So let's talk about the first process as a social media manager. This is how you take clients who have interest in working with you and they become leads. So my favorite and easiest way to create a really, really clean process for this is step number one, create a service guide download. What I mean by that is open up Canva. I know we all have Canva skills. Go to a PDF size, create a service guide. Okay. Now, if you're thinking like, well, how is this different than my portfolio? You can do one of two ways. You can use your portfolio for this, or you can make a service guide that is very basic entry level things about your business. Whatever you do, whatever format you have it in, because when I think about the difference between a service guide and a portfolio, a service guide is to let people know exactly what I can do and if I can help them. And of course, the big one, what the pricing is. And the second one, the portfolio is, okay, I've talked to the client. I know they're my ideal client. I want to work with them. Their budget fits mine. Here's my portfolio to showcase my work and what I can do. And it will help close the sale that way. So that's kind of how I look at the two. Of course, you can combine them into one. Um, it just really depends on what information you want to make public and make public to people who might not fit that ideal client avatar. So that's just something to consider. When it comes to that, whatever you do, whatever you create, set it up behind an email opt-in form. So social media is a great place to market our businesses. But as business owners, when we really put on our business owner cap, we really want to focus also on email marketing. That's how we are going to get people on our email list. It's how we're going to send emails. And it's how we're going to also grow our client base. It's how we're going to do our lead acquisition, how we're going to get leads, how we're going to turn them from leads who have interest in our services to clients who pay us. So collect their email in exchange for the package prices, for the services that you offer. You can send an email with it, with a breakdown of your services, and always, always, always include a um include a button to book a consultation with you. So that way you have a consultation, you're sending them from email to booked call, email to booked call, service guide booked call. We want them to book a call with you, okay? So having a system set up like that and further things that you can do is send emails following that. That's why I mentioned this is a system. It works on its own. These aren't emails that we have to send 
right in our Gmail app. We've got to write them out. We've got to customize it. We've got to do all that. No, we are using an email marketing tool like Flowdesk. There's so many others. I think Flowdesk is really beautiful if you're looking for a really like aesthetic email marketing platform. There's ConvertKit. That's also really great. There's MailerLite. There's MailChimp. There's so many options. A lot of them have free options that can grow into paid options depending on what you want to do in the future. But use an email marketing tool. Uh, Brittany, I really like ConvertKit. I love ConvertKit. I think it's one of my favorite email marketing platforms. It's really, really great in terms of user experience, but the capabilities, especially to grow, is also really great in terms of um, you know, growing your email list and growing your email marketing efforts. So set these emails up to send after a few days that someone has signed up to really let them know about how they can work with you. You'll send the email with a breakdown of your services with that service guide or portfolio portfolio. You can send an email introducing yourself, following up that, hey, you showed interest. Like, you know, let's do a call. Here's what I'm all about. Here's who I work with. Bring it back to that magnetic brand from day one. You'll send an email a few days later. You can send your portfolio if you want to. You can send reviews, testimonials, but don't forget a call to action is so important at this stage. And then finally, you can send a final email to kind of close it out. Maybe they're not interested right now. Is there something that you have that's a small service you could pitch to them? Do you do a small strategy session, a small audit, anything at all? Send that to them to really close it up, close the loop and end off this system. And again, it's going to work. You just got to put in the work to create those PDFs at the start, set it up, make sure to test it, test it with your own email, make sure it works perfectly and you get all the emails and all the links are working and everything's great. And then this system will work all the time for your business. It's going to sell for you while you sleep. It really will because people can sign up at any time. So now that we've had a client reach out to us. They want to work with us. They looked at our service guide. They got those emails. They're like, I'm in. Let's book a call. You have a call to action to book a call on all of those emails. They do it. It's amazing. You go on the discovery call. You talk with them. They're super excited about outsourcing for social media management for their business. They've never done it before. You walk them through what your magnetic brand is, like why you do the work that you do. Then you talk to them about their business, about their goals. You talk to them about the project. You tell them about your signature service, what you offer, and they're in. They want to work with you. So whether they say yes on the call, they're ready to go, or they need a little bit to decide, which makes sense. Outsourcing is an investment in business, and it isn't one that should be taken lightly. So you send them, you know, you send them a proposal, you send them an invoice, and you send them a contract no later than 24 hours after the call. I use, I like to use a tool like Dubsado or Honeybook, something to send everything at once and something that's already set up. I just have to go in. I have to make sure I send it to the right person and it's sent. I like to send it within an hour or two after the call. The sooner, the better. It really just depends on maybe if I have calls following or what that looks like, but I want to send it right away. Way. They're interested. Our conversation is still fresh. I'm still so excited from the Zoom call. So adrenaline is like, get that sent over, let them decide, let them make the decision. And once they do, they'll accept the proposal. They'll pay that first month's invoice for whatever service that they've accepted on the proposal and they'll sign the contract. They're ready to work with you. So now that that's all said and done, 
and you're so excited. You're literally doing a happy dance. I get so excited when I get an email that so-and-so signed their contract, accepted their proposal, paid the invoice. It's so exciting. Even four years later, no matter how many clients you've worked with, no matter what scale of clients you work with, it's super exciting that someone says yes and they have the confidence to work with you. And they're also excited too, but they're a little scared. You might be a little scared as well. You're like, what do I do? I know even even a few months into my business, I had a couple of different clients. I was like getting consistently booked up with clients. But then I realized as a client, if a client would leave and I would fill the spot, I would be so anxious around that new client coming in because I never had a system for onboarding. I just winged it. Like every time I would do a call, I would, you know, I didn't use a tool like Dubsado or HoneyBook. I would make a proposal and an invoice and everything in Canva. And I thought it had to be all beautiful and all of these different things. And that took time. I thought I needed to really, really customize. But what I didn't realize is I didn't need to customize that part of the onboarding process. I needed to customize what follows, what ap- what comes after the yes, what comes after the invoice paid. So After step two is complete, all of that's taken care of is now step three. This is where I send them an email and I have it as a canned, which is a saved email inside of Dubsado, which is what we use at Social Savvy. And it shows the enthusiasm that I have about the project. It says, welcome to the Social Savvy fam. I have a bunch of exclamation points and I don't feel sorry about that. And I let them know that these are the next steps that are coming from working with us. So I include a link to an onboarding questionnaire where I'm asking them questions. I want to know all the things. Tell me all the things about your business. Why did you get started? What do you sell? Why do you sell it? Um, Who do you work with? Why do you work with them? Who are your competitors? What makes those competitors, what makes you stand apart from those competitors? What are the visuals of your brand? Do you have a brand guide? What are the colors, the fonts? What's what's all of the things that come with that? Um, Have you invested in brand photography or videography before? Let's get access to all of that. Um, So many different things, so many questions, of course, asking them for access to their social media accounts, all of that in the questionnaire. Um, And then the second part, it's two buttons in that email. The second button is book the kickoff call. We're going to kick off the project with another call. Regardless of when we did the discovery call, even though all of that stuff could be super fresh in my mind. And also I make sure I space it out so I have enough time to prepare for that call. So everything is all ready to go for the kickoff call. I want to do my homework about the brand even further than I did for the discovery call. I want to figure out, you know, start piecing together their social media strategy that I need to build. I want to start mapping out and planning the content that my team and I will create and start really getting some ideas going. Then you want to have that first kickoff call to kick off the project. It's super exciting. It's always fun connecting, but then it's like, okay, we've got to get down to business. What are we going to do for the project? This is where I am still taking control of the call like I did on the discovery call. I'm leading it. I'm asking the questions. I'm leading us from topic to topic. I always start off with tools. It's the most redundant thing to do, but I just want to go through all the tools that we're using. 
And I want to make sure that I have access to the things that I need. So what I like to do is I start with Google Drive. Did you receive access to the folder? Have you added content in it? If they have issues, troubleshoot, done. I don't have to do that in email, which is always a pain. Next tool is I always... Um, get into their Canva. Personally, our team gets into a client's Canva so we can access their brand guide from within. We can access their templates. We can access everything and we can make sure that what we create is in there. It helps keep the social savvy Canva clean and it helps keep every client separate, which is also great just in terms of pure organization reasons. I go over communication. I let them know that the best way to communicate with the team is through our project management tool. So we use ClickUp to manage client projects. It's where we have our content calendars. It's where clients can provide feedback on content. They can send approvals, but it's also where we chat as well. I want the conversations to be in there. I don't want them to have my phone number. I don't want them to call me or text me on the weekend, say, how's your weekend going? By the way, I have this idea about my social media. I don't want any of that to happen. I don't personally like to use apps that are like on my phone. So so WhatsApp or anything like that. Usually when I'm working, my phones on do not disturb anyway because I'll go down a rabbit hole of watching TikToks so I've got to keep it away. I let them know that they can also always always email. Email is always open. It's a great place to do business but business to me needs to happen where business needs to happen. It's a good separation of the two especially when we are entrepreneurs. We want to create a business but we also want a personal life so creating those boundaries for that and then I let them know what the process is like. I give them a date of when they are going to get their first batch of content from myself that they can approve it and they can go through it and they can give us any feedback. And if it's all approved, amazing. We're going to keep creating. We'll create for the month. We'll create what we need to do. And then we'll manage the project. We'll make sure all content gets shared. We'll make sure that we're replying to comments. We're engaging. We're doing everything that we need to that's been outlined in that project proposal. But it's super important to let them know those expectations. I never want to get off the onboarding call And this is what I constantly found myself doing. I'd get off the onboarding call and I would think, okay, what am I going to do? When am I going to send them this? When am I going to do that? And then things happen, right? Like if you, you know, if you don't plan, that's when things can go up in the air. So I know if I set a plan, if I add some tasks to it and I keep myself accountable and manage my time, I'll get it done on time. And also the client knows as well. It's a really not a great feeling when things are up in the air and you're wondering like, hmm, I know we had that conversation and she said she was going to work on it, but I haven't heard from her. Do I follow up? Do I don't follow up? You know, so many thoughts will go through your client's head. So it's a really great way just to set that expectation from the start. Let them know what they need to know when they can expect things from you. So after you've sent that first batch of content or you've sent that strategy or however you're kicking off the project, you are in monthly maintenance mode. This is just when we are working with clients back and forth throughout month after month. So personally, we work with all clients on a month-to-month basis. We do that really intentionally so we can make sure that the clients we are working with, we can develop long-term relationships. And then I'm really happy to say that most of our clients have been with us for three to two years, but I want to make sure it's the right fit. I also don't want to put my team through a, a client or something that's not the best fit. Sometimes people aren't super serious about um about working together, about hiring a social media team. So I've just found that that monthly back and forth is what makes sense for myself and the team. But of course, figure out a contract or the amount of time you want to work with clients that you want to. It's one of those things that we can define for ourselves. So 
whether you have, you know, month to month projects with the clients, you're doing a three month, a six month, a 12 month retainer, we are working with clients every single month. We are working with them on the strategy. We're doing a monthly meeting. Some clients, especially if we do a lot of content, we'll do bi-monthly meetings just to make sure that we're regularly checking in. Everything's being done on time, all of that. We create content. We send it over for approval. I always love to send over a big batch of content. It's so much easier. And I'm sure all of you as well would love to just batch create anyway. I know when I sit down and I strategize and then I think captions and then I think creative, I can kind of think in that way. So that's how I like to do it. And then I pass it all off to approve from the client. So that way they can also just pop in once, approve it, provide feedback and also move on because they know they're super busy, right? That time's limited. That's why they outsourced. And then the management of the project just happens. We make sure all posts go live. We use scheduling tools, all of the things that we need to do to make that make that content happen, make it go live. And then we go into analytics and then we just start back up. We revisit the strategy. We figure out what we need to change, what we need to shift. We'll think about what's coming down the pipeline the next month, rinse and repeat. Client meeting again, create content, rinse and repeat. So it's all about finding a good rhythm of things that when you're working with clients. And I know one thing that can definitely pop up and has popped up for us as well is figuring out what process works in terms of content batching. So it's like, okay, if I'm working with a client, let's use since it's the next start of the month coming up, April 1st. April 1st is going to be the start of this project. You've signed a new client. Uh, you did it yesterday. Amazing. They paid the proposal, signed the proposal, signed the contract, and they paid the first invoice. Okay. We're starting the project off on April 1st. So now the question becomes, okay, so what do we do in terms of the content process? What I like to do is I like to immediately onboard them. As soon as a client's ready to go, we are immediately onboarding. We're not going to do a delayed onboarding because if we delay the onboarding, we're delaying the content creation process. We're delaying like myself and the team enough time to create content. I'd rather have more than enough time to create content and send it over to the client and they can wait until they approve if they've got things going on, if they're traveling, whatever that is. But I want that process to get the most time. So onboarding needs to happen immediately. So we can kick off the project, we can start creating content and moving forward in that process. So then the and then the other part of that is when it comes to doing the onboarding faster and getting that done quicker is I can know because again, we don't take any content. We don't shoot photos. We don't do reels. We don't do videos. We collect that content from clients. So we collect it or we, we request it. So that onboarding process needs to happen ASAP. So on that kickoff call, I'm like, hey, you sent me a folder with 800 photos and 30 videos. We're good to go with content for the month. Or we're a little limited on content. I'm going to need you to film these reels. I'll I'll outline it for you. I'll let you know what I need, but here's what we're going to do. And here's what we need in a timely fashion um, to get that going. So again, do the onboarding as quickly as possible as they've signed. Then that way you have enough time to breathe and create. And if you don't have enough time or content to create, that gives you plenty of time to follow up with the client to get that, to get that from them. Um, 
Okay, so is there a scheduling tool you use for stories or are those manually published? So I know you can use, um, you can go through Meta or Creator Studio. Recently, um, we've been having some issues with stories not posting in order, <laughs> which is a pain, even though everything looks like it's numbered in order. And, and even we've had it where we've scheduled them and like, story number four is just gone or if we try to do it more strategically instagram or facebook or whoever is doing it meta is glitching um so you can definitely use meta's creator studio to do that um there's also the tool i've heard of it i've never personally used it but it's storito um i'll type i'll type it here in the chat Storito. I think I spelled it right. I think it's like stories and burrito, <laughs> put the two together. Um, there's that tool that can also schedule schedule stories. Personally, though, in what we do most of the time, and especially in instances where um, technology is not on our side, it happens. It happens. Everyone understands. But we will manually publish if need be. Um, we're always in there anyway, engaging or doing some sort of community management. So it really doesn't add too much time to that, you know, that process. What's a good tool to share content when client where clients can approve? So I think when it comes to having an approval process. There's a few tools. Um, thank you. You're welcome. There's a few tools that you can use. So personally and in Social Savvy, we use ClickUp. It's our project management tool that manages internally the business, the team, all of the things that we're doing. We will create a list for each client and then they can go in, approve their content. They get their own content calendar. I know ClickUp is a very robust platform and I know all the time when I say it, everyone's like, ugh, ClickUp. I recommend, and what I think are really great are ClickUp, Asana, Notion. Um, I think Airtable is also really great. It's all about finding what's a good rhythm for you to plan content. Because when it comes to clients, as long as you have a process in those tools, whether it's ClickUp, Asana, Notion, Airtable, whatever, Trello, whatever tool it is, then just letting the client know, here's the tool that I'm using. I always, 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 even if, even, and we have worked with ClickUp experts in the past, like as our clients, I send them a loom. I send them a screen recording, walking through their ClickUp board, showing them the process. Not because I don't think they know ClickUp. That, was, that instance was a ClickUp strategist, but I want them to know this is where you need to look. This is where everything is. If you need this, go here. If you need that, go here. And this is how I need you to approve the content. So another reason why I personally love ClickUp is when clients approve content, it assigns it back over to me. I know it's no longer needs review, but of course you can always have a status um, or anything within Asana or Notion. You know, there's Every tool has something like that to change the status, which is super important. Um, and all of those tools have the capabilities of your clients being able to give certain feedback on a post within. So that's why I really think a project management tool. And again, all of those options have free options for when just starting out. But it's a really great way to set that up. Um, thank you. You're welcome to set it up, just try it out, see what works. And clients will be really adaptable as long as you let them know what you need from them. And they will they will definitely do it. Um, so there is a lot for that. And 
should have just went to my next <laughs> my next slide to talk about tools. So there's so, so many tools. Um, I know there's only one or two under all of these in terms of tools. But when it comes to tools that we use in business, for me, I look for a few things. I want to make sure it's cost effective. I have to put my business owner hat first. I, you know, can find all these tools and I'll want to like just, oh, I want to sign up for them all and I want to pay for them all. But then when I go back every like month and I'm looking at, um, you know, looking at my expenses, I'm like, wow, I said yes to a lot of things. So really looking at tools that really matter. I would say for us, the tools that we use on a daily basis. Slack, we use internally for team communication. We use ClickUp for client communication in our project management, where we have our content calendar. For Instagram scheduling, we use Later. We've really shifted out of Planoly for a lot of clients. We use Later. I require every client to set up their own Later. I know every social media manager has their own process. You could have a Later account and set it up on a plan to where you invite your clients um, or you add your clients accounts to it, you can definitely do that. Um, if that is for sure an added cost, added expense in business. So make sure when you're pricing yourself in your packages, you account for that. So you're being compensated for that. Personally, it's so much easier in my brain and how I work. The client sets up the later, they pay for the account, they give us the password and we jump in there and we use it for scheduling. Um, file sharing Google Drive is my absolute favorite. There's so many capabilities for that. Um, I love if I am looking for what's trending, I'll go to Google Trends or answer the public to see what people are sharing. Um, I don't have it on here and I probably should because it's so, so new. Uh, but lately we've been as a team, we've been loving using AI to just get ideas. We'll just ask AI different things for research and ideas. It just helps make things go much quicker. Um, really can't use it for actual captions because it's, I mean, it's written by AI. It sounds like a robot, but if you want to know what's trending, if you want to know a topic or just get an idea to write, it really helps get past that writer's block super quickly. Um, and I love chat GPT for that. There's a free version. Um, hashtags, so many hashtag tools. I think Flick and Meta hashtags are my absolute favorite tools for doing hashtag research and building out strategies with that. Graphic design, I know my real graphic designers aren't going to agree with me, but I think Canva is supreme um, over like Adobe. I do, I do know Adobe just from my previous experiences, but when it comes to working with a team and working with clients and just social media, Canva is where is where it's at. And then the final tool that I use all the time, like I said, I send those videos to clients when their content's ready to approve is Loom. I love to share my screen. I'll talk. I'll go through anything. It's a great place for me to really express and communicate over doing something in email. Um, it's how I communicate with the team on different questions, provide feedback. Um, so it's really, really great. And there is a free version as well, which we all all of a free version. I'm all for that as well. So now for the fourth and final process that is super, super important is the offboarding process. So if a client leaves and clients leave for so many reasons and it's okay, it's okay when clients leave, but we want to send a final feedback form to really gauge how the project went. We want to know what could we have done better? What did you love? Um, what was something that was unexpected about the project? Just a couple of few questions I love to gauge, 
gauge feedback from clients. Um, and then I ask for a testimonial. I'll ask them for a testimonial of what it was like working with us. In that same forum, I'm like, how do you want your name displayed? First name, last name, business name. Um, can I please have a headshot or should we use a business logo? Just to get that all in one spot. Then if you have in your contract that the client owns the content, which a lot of clients will ask this like, hey, do I own the content? Or if we don't work together, what happens? Do I no longer have access to those files? Can I not use that content in any other marketing? It's just thinking about the rights, the rights to the content. Think about as a photographer, you take a photo, you only have certain rights to use it, right? In terms of how you're, um, how you're promoting it, how you're using it on different mediums. So if you have any Canva files to send over, this is also part of the reason why I love that clients just invite me to the Canva team and I can get in, get what I need, and I can make sure and I can set up content that is being created. So for example, if we're doing Instagram posts, I'll create the file in Canva in their Canva. So they own it. They have access to it. We don't have to do it in the offboarding process. And I can share it with the team, whoever needs to access it to create content, share any passwords, any logins to any additional platforms, or if things change, I'll always send those over just so clients know. Sometimes they forget. Um, and then the final is send any final analytics reports, anything at all. I like to end it with a personal thank you email. I honestly don't have a canned saved response for this. Every client project is so different. Some clients have been around longer than others. So I like to make it personal. I just want to let them know that I really appreciated the project um, and let them know that the best form of compliment that I can receive is to refer myself or to refer Team Social Savvy to anyone for social media services. Share if you have a referral program. Like I mentioned, we work with clients who are service-based entrepreneurs who are impact-driven. So a lot of them donate a lot of their proceeds to charities and nonprofits in general or personally they are connected to some. So I always let the client know. Um, technically, our referral program has three facets, but if a client's offboarding, only two apply. So the three parts of it are they can get a little bit of cash sent. I'll send it through PayPal. Um, I'll send that money in a donation to their name, to the charity of their choice. I'll send that um, you know, confirmation to their email so they have access to that. And then, like I said, the third part that's not really applicable in the offboarding process is if they are a current client who refers, I'll take that referral kickback and I'll put that on their like next month's invoice. Um, so that way they get access to that. So there's really no right or wrong way. People will refer you no matter what. You don't have to have a program. You don't have to compensate. You don't have to donate to charity. You don't have to do anything at all. Um, that has just always been a part of giving back has always been a part of my mission at Social Savvy and something I've always wanted to do. So I'm just really happy that we that we do that. Um, but again, clients will refer you as long as you you have your processes, you're super clear on what it is and you provide great work, That that's the key. That right there is the secret to any successful social media manager. So when you implement these systems, you, you also are becoming a social media manager who is seen as an authority, trusted, and referred for when it comes to work. So like I said before, you can have that program referral program, but you don't necessarily need a referral program. Um, and a lot of times, a big question that we get inside the mentorship is, how do I become, I'm brand new, I just started, or I've only been in business for a few months, or maybe I've only been a year. 
I know I can recognize that talk. I have it too. It's a mindset mindset shift. It's imposter syndrome that we feel like we can't, we're not where our competitors are. We're not that, but friendly reminder. And as someone who has worked on the behind the scenes of a lot of big online names, business is not what it seems like on Instagram. Not everyone is making as much as they say they are. Not everyone's doing that. But to me, when you create a solid foundation, which is all of these days from this challenge, and you have good processes in place, that is where you'll, your business will grow. You'll book out. You'll hit those goals that you want to. I promise it. I've done it. I know it. I know it works in that sense. Um, so we have a workbook for the challenge. You, if you've been here live or if you watch the replays, you've heard me say it every single day. Um, but the workbook is going to walk you through each activity and every single day. So today's activity is super simple. I just want you to start thinking about and outlining your processes to figure out if there's anything that you're missing or anything that you want to improve on or work on if you're just now creating them so that when you do have that first client, you're fully equipped. You know how to work with them. You know how to make that possible. Um, I know tomorrow is day five of the challenge, which is bittersweet. So I feel like it's been a really fun and really awesome long week. And I don't want it to end. <laughs> but if you send an email to the email tomorrow morning, it's coming at 9 a.m. Eastern time zone. Um, you you'll see in the PS, it's like, hey, like reply to this. If you want to join a bonus call, we'll do it an hour after tomorrow's live for the challenge. It'll be at three o'clock. Everyone who attended the challenge will be able to go. Um, just reply to that email and we'll send you the Zoom link and you can join us at 3 p.m. Eastern for a bonus call. We're just doing a recap of the five days and we're doing Q&A. So any lingering questions, anything that you think about as you like fall asleep tonight and go forward, you can definitely bring them up. Um, so before we dive into Q&A, I know we have a little bit of time left. So if you have any questions, please drop them in the chat. I'd love to answer them for you. But I wanted to share that the doors are open for a special offer for the mentorship, which is our monthly membership, so many words, for social media managers. So every month we add in new content. We add in templates, we add in anything that basically our community is asking for that's inside the mentorship. Um, so we add those in. We have a Facebook community where you can always lean on for questions. There's no limit to how many questions you can have. You can provide feedback. We also leverage our, um, we have a separate email address for that. So a few things that we'll look at on the personal side with with people inside the mentorship is we'll look at a portfolio. We'll look at a service guide. I pro I'll provide feedback to that. That way it's not super, super public, even though I want to say we're all super supportive um, and no one will ever tear you down. So we keep it a very supportive community. I'm in there and our community manager Harmony is in there and she is amazing. So, and the final part is we do weekly coaching calls every week for 60 minutes. I go live on zoom and we provide coaching. We'll do hot seats. We'll go back and forth. Any questions you'll have, you can submit them for the live or you can join live and we'll chat back and forth. We, we will work on your business in that, in that capacity. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.